Well, good morning. Welcome to Marcus and Kohori's living room again. And uh, today is Tuesday, March 23rd. We're just moving along through March. Where does time go? It just, it just slips away because we're being so blessed by God. We just, uh, time flies. <clears throat> well, we have, uh, I think, a very important truth today about wisdom. And uh, actually, I'm going to follow this up for maybe a day or two with some similar thoughts. But today, the principle of wisdom is that wisdom is incomparably better than material wealth, yet often leads to financial stability. I want to say that again. <clears throat> wisdom is incomparably better than material wealth, yet often leads to financial stability. Now, that has two parts, you, you might have noticed, right? That wisdom is better than wealth, uh, but also that uh, wisdom can lead or oftentimes leads to financial stability. Now, those are, there's, those are both very important truths, um, kind of smooshed together. The problem is, so often people want to skip over the first part and just get the second part. That is, they want to get the money part. <laughs> and, uh, we all want more money, right? And so you, you want to kind of skip over what is the most important part, which is that Wisdom is incomparably better than material wealth. We're going to skip that part oftentimes, and we just want to get to, well, how do I get the money, right? Uh, but that's exactly the wrong thing to do. Um, that is entirely the wrong focus. And so I want to talk about that because when we start, and we will, with the story of Solomon, turn to 1 Kings chapter 3, 1 Kings chapter 3, in which God tells Solomon he can ask for whatever he wants and so in a dream, and, and Solomon asks for wisdom, and then God gives him wisdom and wealth. All right, I want to look at that for a minute because it's very important uh, to this discussion. So 1 Kings chapter 3, and just start off at verse 5, where it says, At Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you, and then jump down to verse, I don't know, 7. Now, I, now, O Lord, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart. That's wisdom. Give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, that is wisdom, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will, give, I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands as, as David your father did, I will give you a long life. <clears throat> so God 
uh, told Solomon he could ask for whatever he wants. He asked for wisdom. He asked for wisdom and not uh, for long life and wealth. God gave him wisdom and long life and wealth, right? Uh, but it's a very important order to, to realize that, that Solomon was entirely focused at that moment, entirely focused on asking for wisdom and for seeking God's wisdom and for wanting to follow God. That was his entire focus at that moment. And so God blessed that, and he blessed that with the wisdom that Solomon wanted and with the material provisions that Solomon needed and with apparently long life. <clears throat> What's so interesting about this, and we'll see it not just today, and then as I speak about some of these things later in my devotions, and then also after Easter, I plan to preach a sermon series identifying um, some of the counterfeit um, lies that we hear preached about health and wealth. And yeah, uh, I'm going to preach against the health and wealth gospel or the prosperity gospel movement after Easter, because it's, it's very insidious in what's going on in America, uh, American Christianity right now. What I want you to see is that the first two things that God was blessed by that Solomon didn't ask for was health and wealth. He didn't ask for health and wealth. He didn't ask for long life and money. He didn't. And because of that, God blessed him. Uh, this is very important for us to see. And we have to be very careful when we're talking about this topic of money in relationship to our faith. Uh, because, because God wants us to focus on Him. And He wants us to focus on, um, on His kingdom and not on how can we get rich or how can we get money in somehow related to our faith. It's it's, it's, it's a really crucial question for us. Uh, and Jesus, in fact, talked about it. Um, and turn now to Matthew chapter 6. Because in this discussion, Matthew chapter 6 becomes a very important teaching from Christ. In Matthew chapter 6, Christ tells us not to worry so much about health and wealth, but to worry or to think more about Him and His kingdom and about God. Uh, Matthew 6, 25 and following. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? That's very similar to, um, uh, to the concept of, of Solomon not praying for a long life, right? That's health. And then it goes on. And why do you worry about clothes? This is wealth. See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? 
or what shall we drink, that's health, or what shall we wear, that's wealth. For the pagans, pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Wow, this is so similar to uh, 1 Kings chapter 3. It is so similar. It's as if Jesus, in teaching this, has Solomon on his mind, right? And uh, don't focus uh, so much. Don't focus first on health and wealth, but rather focus on God and His kingdom. Seek first His kingdom, uh, His righteousness, and all these things, other things, right? The material things will be added unto you. Praise God. So that's the order. We need to stick to the order. The order is God first, uh, focus on God, focus on His kingdom, and then the other things will, will work themselves out. Now let's look at some other Bible passages about that, that tell us how much better what, uh, wisdom is than, than wealth. And there's a whole bunch of them, so we'll start with Proverbs 3. Go back to Proverbs now. Of course, we're spending a lot of time in Proverbs talking about wisdom. And Proverbs 3, this time 13 and 14, says, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding, for she is more profitable than silver, that is, she, that is, wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. <laughs> I love this, right? Uh, wisdom is more profitable than silver, and it yields better returns than gold. Blessed is the person who finds wisdom. Not the one who finds you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, because wisdom is so much better than, than the gold and the silver and the money. I can remember talking to a young college-age student a few years ago, and they were, they were very... Um, they were very active, working hard, and I appreciate that. They were working hard at a job that was their first job, and they were, I don't know, it was like 20 or 30 hours a week, and they were telling me about it and how they were, they were making a certain amount of money. And, 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 I, and I was telling them, great, you know, great job for, for working hard. And then I said something like, and you probably have been able to save up a bunch of money because of that, huh? Because they were saving up money to go to college. And that person said, well, actually, I've, I haven't saved a lot of money yet. Well, how long have you been working? Well, I've been working for months. And you haven't really saved any? No, I haven't really saved any yet. Why is that? What, what are you using your money? I had this conversation. It was going on. Where, where's your money going? And the person said, well, I got a debit card in my bank account. I just use that debit card whenever I need something. I, I go to Starbucks a couple times a day and... Um, you know, I'm buying some new clothes and things. and So you're spending all your money on um, a couple of Starbucks a day and I'm buying new clothes. Oh, and she said, she said, sometimes I order out the Uber Eats and stuff like that. And <laughs> I'm just thinking, there's just no wisdom there yet, right? And, and, and so, uh, uh, you know, uh, you either get one or the other, right? Wisdom or... Without wisdom, your wealth just fritters away, right? Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, a man who gains understanding. For she, wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. Wisdom yields better returns than gold, okay? Uh, 
if you don't have wisdom, you're no longer going to have money. That It's just part of the deal. I used to tell my girls, having enough money each month to live on has less to do with how much you make, and it has more to do with how much you spend. It has less to do with how much you make, and it has more to do with how much you spend. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Usually, you can figure out a way to live on just about any level of income if you're smart, if you're wise, with your money. Okay, here's another one. Um, Proverbs, where are we at? Proverbs chapter 8. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 8. This time, verses 10 and 11. Proverbs 8, 10 and 11 says, Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I love it. Nothing you can desire can compare with her, with wisdom. Wisdom is the best thing, better than anything else. It's better than money, it's better than gold, it's better than silver, better than rubies. Now, why does the Bible contrast wisdom with these monetary things, silver and gold and precious jewels? Why does the Bible do that? Why? Well, it's because we want those other things so badly, right? People, human beings, want the money. They want the, they want the, the, the provisions, right? Uh, in America, we, we, just call it, we just say money. Um, but the Bible warns against that, right? The Bible is saying, no, there's something, there's something better than all of that. You see, God knows our hearts. God knows how tempted we are by wealth. And wealth by itself is not bad. But what the Bible is teaching us is that that's just nothing compared to Him, His Word, and His wisdom. When I was thinking about growing up, I was thinking about this verse and, and how could I illustrate this verse. Here's what I thought of. When I was growing up, I have. let me ask the question of myself. When I was growing up, who, what people had the greatest impact on me? The people who had the greatest impact on me quite literally were the people who spent time with me. Let's just boil it down to that. They were the people who cared enough to spend time with me. All right. Now, where were the people who didn't have enough time to spend with me? Where were they? Many of them were busy chasing after money, chasing after their careers. And they, they just, there's no more time for anything else. They're just making money. There's Wisdom says that there's more to life than making money. In fact, there are people all around you who if you just spend a little bit of time with them, you can influence them and impact them. But you're never going to have enough time to spend with them if all you're doing is chasing after the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Turn over to Proverbs 28.6. Proverbs 28.6 says, Better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are perverse. Better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are perverse. By the way, that's way better. It's way better to be poor <laughs> and righteous and have integrity than it is to be rich, right, and be a cheat and be a lie, right, and to be dishonest. Way better, <laughs> way better. And the same kind of way, similarly, you could also say it's better to do a job you enjoy in life and live on less 
than to do a job you hate just to get ahead, just to make more and more money. I saw this play out at UPS, um, and this it's not necessarily about dishonesty, but it's about uh, people that I worked with who hated their jobs. Um, I worked with managers, when I was a full-time manager especially, I worked with other full-time managers that had been at UPS for a very long time. And many of them hated what they were doing. And they would actually say that on a regular basis. Um, but then they would say, so I do, why do you do it? I would ask them, why do you do it? And they would chuckle and they say, well, it's the golden handcuffs, you know. They just, they were making too much money to leave it. And, uh, and many of them were caught up um, in this trap and they were coping with um, smoking um, and or drinking, um, bad lifestyles unhealthy lifestyles. That's how they were coping. And in fact, a surprising number of people who were full-time managers at UPS for years and years and then retired 60, early 60s, some even late 50s because they were making really good money, um, retired, had heart attacks right after they retired. A surprising number of them. And I don't know, was there a connection? It sure seemed like there was a connection. Why work a job you hate just to make a lot of money and then retire and die. Um, better, better, I think, to be wise and to choose an occupation that you enjoy and make less. Well, uh, Proverbs 16, 16 is one of these other verses showing that wisdom is better than money. Proverbs 16, 16 says, How much better to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver. What I want you to notice here is that wisdom is a choice. Uh, choosing to have wisdom, it's a choice by the act of the will. I determined to seek God for wisdom in prayer. I determined to seek God for wisdom in Bible reading. I determined to seek God for wisdom by asking stronger Christians in my life. Um, questions, seeking wisdom. Um, it's a choice, and I want to make that choice more often instead of choosing for money or provisions or anything else. I want to choose God and His wisdom. Now let's go back to Proverbs chapter 3 again, this time verses 9 and 10. Now, I want to kind of come full circle on this and talk for one more minute on the confusion. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. This is a very tempting verse, I think, to misunderstand. And I want to address it just briefly, because I think uh, some Christians are taking this too much as tit for tat. If I give God my tithe, He will make me rich. If I give God, and by the way, giving the tithe, the first fruits of your crops, is a super important thing to do. It's a super wise thing to do. Don't be a fool and withhold from God the full tithe, as we learn in the book of Malachi. But we also need to be very careful because this is a proverb. 
Proverbs are proverbs. Proverbs in the book of Proverbs are proverbial promises uh, that usually come true. But there's no necessary uh, requirement. There's no obligation for God here to make a person wealthy because they give a tithe. Uh, this proverb, this proverbial truth, doesn't obligate God to make you rich. It's a proverb, as I've been teaching. It's a truth, as I've been teaching, that if we focus on God, we dedicate ourselves to God. First, First Kings chapter 3, Solomon, uh, Jesus teaches the same thing in Matthew 6.33, that if I seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, then all these material things will be taken care of. That's true. But when it comes to God's blessing and how He takes care of me, there's no obligation on God's part to make me rich. Okay, We need to understand that very clearly. This is a proverb in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Yes, if I'm wise, if I seek God with my whole heart, He will take care of me, He will take care of my, uh, my material needs, but there's no promise that he's going to make me rich. No health and wealth prosperity gospel promise. In fact, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Now, the glorious riches in Christ Jesus are far more, far more than money. God can bless me with a hundred different things that don't include money. He can give me spiritual strength, and I hope that He will every day. He can give me purpose in life, and I hope that He will every day. He can give me integrity of character. He can give me love. He can give me assurance, etc. It's all the fruit of the Spirit. Those are all ways in which God can bless me that don't include money. right? He will meet all of my needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. Amen? So... Let us be very careful with a verse like Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, not to some, somehow set up a belief that God is obligated to make me rich because I honor Him. He's not obligated. And I'll talk more about that over time. Well, I hope this blesses you today. Uh, I do truly believe, I do truly believe that wisdom is greater than material wealth. Heavenly Father, would you give us wisdom today and this week and in the coming weeks and months? And would you help us to realize the importance of wisdom and your kingdom over against uh, all of our material needs and wants. Lord, we thank you for taking care of us with provisions. But Lord, we know you're not obligated to make us rich. Dear Heavenly Father, because we are rich in Christ Jesus, that's your promise. And we thank you so much for what Jesus has done in our lives. Lord, there's nothing greater that we know than to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, I love you all. Have a super great day, and we'll talk to you some more about this tomorrow. See you then. Bye-bye. Press the other first. Close.